So, Team USA lifelong supporter. Golf attack victim. And medical expert. Wait, you guys don't do that dumb thing where you're like, describe in one word. Oh, wow. <laughs> really? That's it. Maybe that was it. Yeah. <laughs> that was the intro. And now for Dinner with Racers, presented by Continental Tire. With your hosts, Ryan Eversley and Sean Heckman. Placeholder Radio. Welcome to Dinner with Racers. I'm Sean Heckman. I'm Ryan Eversley. And uh, if you've heard the last few episodes, you already know what this is all about. But obviously, we couldn't continue with the big road trip that we were doing earlier this year. So rather than going to restaurants and meeting up with cool new people, we decided to get on our computers and talk to kind of cool old people. <laughs> you know, it's been a long time since we started doing this show. So we thought it'd be fun to go and recap some of our favorite guests from the early days, as well as some of the more recent guests who have gone through quite a lot of changes in their career and in their personal life. And so that's why we came up with this idea to do the Zoom podcast, which we said we would never do. And again, just just explain to people on the internet who have a lot of opinions on how we should run our show, uh, the reason we don't normally do these is because you do lose a lot of the things that we both think uh, make our show fun. The fact that we can look at each other, look at the guests, and, and everybody can kind of read each other to really break through and tell some cool stories. You lose that with this sort of remote aspect. Other shows do it, and they do a perfectly fine job. We just don't think it's our style. So we decided we're just going to do a few of these, just kind of see how it goes, give you some catch-ups with some of the old guests that a lot of us know and love, and ring in the new year, and hopefully everything will be back to normal. So today, we met up with who, Ryan? Uh, a, a young and up-and-coming driver 12 years ago named Andy Lally. So, obviously, if you're a fan of our show and listening to these catch-ups, you probably already know Andy's story. He's our very first episode who we met up with in 2015. So, five years later, we just thought it'd be fun to catch up with him again. If you're a fan of us, you probably already know Andy's story. But uh, if you need to know more, go back and listen to episode one, and you'll learn anything you need to know. Uh, in the last five years, however, there have been quite a few changes with Andy. He's jumped between a couple of different teams in the GTD category of IMSA. Between those two teams, he's switched now between, I'd call it, three and a half cars. Sure, uh, sure. And uh, and also done some NASCAR road racing, and it's Andy, and it's us, and all three of us are pretty close friends off the track and away from the podcast, so we all have a lot of stories behind the scenes as it is. You know, Andy's off-track exploits include several different sports like skateboarding and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and we talked a lot about some of the injuries that he sustained from being a 45-year-old man trying to compete with uh, the younger generation coming up for those different sports. It was a lot of fun, and like Sean mentioned, we don't love the Zoom thing, but when you have a buddy of yours like Andy, it feels pretty easy to kind of reminisce over some of the fun stories that we came up with in this episode. Of course, we obviously didn't drive to get to our computers, <laughs> but we still have the opportunity to do this. And uh, that would not be the case if we didn't have uh, a few sponsors helping us along the way. So, uh, hey, Ryan, you, last I checked, have a job. Uh, technically, yeah, I do. Sorry. Uh, right. What kind of car you got? Oh, oh, I have an Acura MDX. Very good. And awesome. uh, and and uh, did you did you get that car service lately? I did. I went and I got me some Valvoline, and it's running like a dream. 
And of course, none of this would be possible. The people you absolutely need to go on them social digitals and thank would be none other than our primary sponsors, the ones who were there on day one when we met with Andy Lally the first time. Ryan, the thing. Cat Nettle Tire. Cross Contact. LX. Torn Meniscus. <laughs> Andy Lally. Meow. All right, we're going to start in five, four, three, two. Just give me a one, two, three again. One, two, three, four, five. No love? Damn it. What the f? Sounds better. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, but you guys just, there's like zero volume on you. Um, I wonder if it's echo deadening. Um, is this a speaker? No, it's not echo. It's your clear as day. It's just super low, like as if you're, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, it could Am be an idiot? deadening the echo. Hello, Hold testing on. one, two. Yeah, one sec. This should be the show. It's just not on speaker. I am recording. <laughs> uh, and it's not going through there your... Go. I got you. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, much, much better. Better? Uh, yeah, yeah, much, I, I got you loud and clear now. All right, well, Continental's got the check. All right, thanks for coming, bud. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now it sounds horrible because you're a million miles away. <laughs> is it, if, is it going to kill you to sit up there yeah. like that? No, no, no. Oh, nice, I'm great. I'll get, I'll get back to where I... <laughs> where I was. I was just trying to get a different spot for my leg, but we're good. I, I hear you. Um, so, the way microphones work is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Better? Yeah, we're good. Alright. All right, I, just, I wanted to get my leg over there to, to prop it up a different way, because I know if I, if I sit like this for a while, but we're, we're good. I fixed it. Though. Okay, is, is your computer on some piece of cloth right now? Yeah, my phone is your phone. was. That's oh, why I propped it up. Okay, because it, it's rubbing on something. Oh, uh, okay. Then give me one more second. <laughs> off. <laughs> All right, we're better. Okay, this is perfect. Don't change anything. I yeah. won't. Okay. Oh man, it, now this is like fireside chats with Andy Lally. Look at that pose. Ooh. Oh, I could dim this a little bit. He's like, hi. Don't, don't. Hi. He's going to f*** it up. <laughs> He's going to hit something right <laughs> you now. knock the speaker? Yeah, yeah, trying to make a joke. It's, yeah, totally different now. <laughs> My, yeah, that fixed it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, that's the show. Um, so, uh, hi. Hey, how's it going? Man, how are you? Um... I am making progress. Very good. Does, have you posted about this? I have not because okay. I, I needed to make sure I was okay. <laughs> 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 so this was, uh, I've had, I, I'm sure like your other things, we, we, we really went green and you're going to post all the embarrassing stuff as I was fixing the filter and all the other stuff. So, and, so for everybody, I had an ACL replacement surgery uh, 16 days ago, and uh, I had an incident. This happened 10 hours before I got on the plane to race at Laguna Seca for the IMSA WeatherTech Championship weekend. So that would be uh, October and 
I had my skateboard all packed and my gear and I was supposed to go skate with a buddy out there and uh, I had to unpack all that junk and limp my way to the airport and uh, uh, just munched on a bunch of Advil that weekend for the race. And it was actually no problem. And I actually ended up funny enough. Um, that was my first fastest lap of the, of the season first, uh, you know, for uh, fastest average lap time for the, of the season. So, um, so I'm just going to make Advil a kind of a thing now, I guess. But, uh, after the season was done, so I did the 12 hours of Sebring like that too. Uh, I knew I couldn't get anything. I knew I couldn't do any real procedure because I knew the recovery time was going to be uh, a while. So uh, long story short, I saw my buddy, Matt Pombo. He lives in Atlanta here, race car driver, understands what I need to be able to do in the cockpit, but then also understands the other extracurricular activities I have too with the Brazilian jiu-jitsu, with the skateboarding and with the mountain biking. And which one of those extracurriculars caused the, the injury? I was about to say, I noticed you, you glanced over how. Yeah, we're going to get back into that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we'll, we'll finish uh, that and then we're going to grill you. Okay. And then, uh, so Matt Pombo laid the procedure out for me, told me I should use my quadricep tendon from the same leg that's injured, and that that would give me the best chance to heal fully so that I could get back to this stuff. And he said, It'd be five or six weeks before I could drive a race car, two or three weeks before I'd be walking, um, and six to nine months before I could um, get back to jiu-jitsu, any sparring, um, or skating. Uh, maybe three or four months from mountain biking. So I don't know anything about medicine, but he's literally cutting out pieces of a tendon right now that's okay, and effectively like stitching that into areas where it's not okay? Yeah, so hold out your middle three fingers and put them together. And then take your middle finger, and that's about the width of your quadricep tendon-ish, plus or minus a little bit. Um, and he's going to cut out the middle third. So take your middle finger and tuck it down, and then you sew the other two together. And that's sort of the procedure. And they take that portion, and essentially it's, it's about the length and the, the width of your middle finger, um, thinner, a little bit thinner. Um, and they wrap a Kevlar cable around it. And then they put what they call buttons <laughs> as they drill a hole through, um, sort of diagonal for your ACL. And they put a little titanium, uh, sort of button on each end to anchor. And then they pull the Kevlar through and that's your new, your, your tendon and that Kevlar wrap mounted to the titanium buttons is your new ACL. Uh, but it creates a ton of swelling and uh, you've got to be relatively quick in your getting back into your rehab. So I've, I've got this machine they delivered to my house that bends my knee. Uh, and then I've got a bunch of different procedures that I go through. So I'm, I'm 16 days out now and uh, I'm doing pretty darn good. I am 99% positive that I could hop into a GT3 car right now and, and be fine. E even right for braking. I thought I was going to have to left foot brake maybe for the 24 hour, but I'm pretty sure I could go back to my right foot braking now. I mean, I could easily drive the car left foot braking and, and I'm 99% sure I could drive it right foot braking. My, my quadricep wouldn't fire for about 12 days at all. Like wow. I couldn't get it. To, just had a stump from my, 
hip to my knee and I, I couldn't extend, you know, like if you're sitting in a chair to then stick your leg out, uh, that was, that was tricky to do. So, uh, anyway, long, boring story short, uh, I'm on the mend and, uh, I'm confident now that, that I'll be good, uh, to race. Uh, I'm already working on a brace so that I could get back to jujitsu. Uh, unfortunately, skating is going to take a back seat for a while. Sadly. To your to your career, you mean? Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. Well, I think my jujitsu will go forward, but it'll go forward slowly. I'll be able to drill. I have to. I have to sort of get. I have to. I have to kind of. I don't want to say invent and sound dumb, but I'm going to take a, a knee brace and I have to modify it to something I've already got in mind uh-huh. uh, to keep my leg good so that i can train from the ground hey, i can't do any stand-up but i'll, I'll I, just start from I, the ground I, have, I have a question i'm gonna pretend like i don't know the answer um so this home that you're in right now yeah does jujitsu pay for that <laughs> um not yet no uh, that's a no 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 uh, right, right yeah right. No, i mean i'm gonna wait until after the 24 probably to train. <laughs> <laughs> probably probably like, probably uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean anything hard anyway. So, so we alluded to it earlier, but um yeah, you 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 kind of glanced over how you're injured. This was at the grocery, right? I So you can cut here for a second. Okay. Edit, edit point. point. <laughs> edit point. Nailed it. Totally. All right. Yeah. We're totally on the air. Seamless. Yeah. Seamless. Seamless. We were not just talking about lots of stuff that couldn't ever be aired. Uh, all right, so Laguna Seca, your your. Did you know how bad it was by the time you got to Laguna, or were you just in a lot of pain? So when when this happened, it it made an audible pop, <laughs> and um, it made. Uh, it was one of those things where you hear a pop, you feel a pop, yeah. but then you think you've also heard the pop. Right. But then I instantly knew that I heard the pop because my leg was wrapped around my training partner's leg and I was trying hey, to flip him over the time. Are you okay with this being out there? Yeah, I don't, whatever. I'm over I'm going to bleep that. I did it. I, I did like it. the mystery now. I did it doing jujitsu. And um, I was, I had a guy that was uh, standing up and he was trying to pass my guard, and I, uh, I was trying to pull him down and flip him over, uh, and so picture me on my back and him standing over me. I've got a hold of uh, one of his arms, and I've uh, it's really hard to say, but I'm basically just trying to flip him over, uh, and bring him down to the ground so that I could stand up. And as I was going down my back and our legs were intertwined, I was trying to hook his leg with my leg. And I knew it was yawing my knee out a little bit, but I didn't think it was too much of a thing. And this was a strong guy, and he straightened his leg out to defend. And as we started to roll, my knee was the weak link, and it made this pop. And it went through his leg like a tuning fork. (laughs) And he stopped right away, and I heard the pop. Anyway, it was quick, and uh, I I knew something bad happened. And you, your adrenaline's up when you're doing this, the sparring and stuff. So you're not like sparring, rolling. You're not like 
even when you get every time I've ever broken a bone in there or gotten a black eye or gotten whatever, like you feel the zing and the pop, and then yep. like the adrenaline sort of covers it up right away. Yep. And right. uh, you have that but I mean, like, I just want to reset it and I'm fine, right? Yeah, I don't feel anything. It's exactly. Yeah. 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 I'm like, walk it off, walk yeah. it off. Be fine. <laughs> as I was walking, my knee wasn't connecting to my. I could tell something was really <laughs> off. So I stopped. It was literally, there was 45 seconds left. In the class, I had actually in the I did a double class that night. I had just gotten my second stripe on my brown belt the class before, so I was kind of like all psyched and all happy and whatever. And uh, and then this was like forty five seconds left in the entire night, and then I was leaving at like six a.m. to go to Laguna Seca. And my favorite uh, part is this guy had a reputation <clears throat> for being rough. He just finished second in the Masters Worlds today. Right. Who was who uh, He's not. No, it's not rough. He's actually. He's not. He's not. I mean, he's he's strong he's and he goes good, hard, but he can do what I. Yeah, I mean, I, I he he's a he's a good dude, super talented. Um, he's about to he's going to get his black belt. Really uh, yeah, soon. I'm not insulting his character. I'm saying he has a reputation for like he's good. He can hurt a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, but he it's not like he's choosing to hurt people. Sure, like, sure, I go I get hard. That. Like if if I wasn't going hard, he wouldn't have been going. But hard. he wasn't so, flying but, to Laguna Seca the next morning. And you're just like <laughs> I'm not tapping. I'm not tapping. No. no. Yeah, yeah. Andy uh, might be defined by some people as stubborn, and it comes out in jujitsu. It does sometimes. Well, so that's that's where I'm going. I'm gonna, and, I'm, and I hate to sound brutal here, but uh, so you get to you fly to Laguna the next day. You can barely walk, and yeah, you're 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 at a career point where people look at that stuff. Absolutely. So, are you hiding it? Because it seemed like it was an injury. I that's can't. Hard. Yeah, right. No, I mean there was no hiding it. Everybody knew uh, you couldn't. You couldn't. What? I mean, if I was just standing still, I could hide it. <laughs> so you and you and Potter had a meeting at a trailer that was across from my trailer, and you couldn't yeah. see me because I was sitting on a golf cart under the awning. But you guys mm-hmm. came walking in a picture, and I hadn't talked to you, so I didn't know anything had happened. And you looked so feeble and like unable to do anything and yeah. i was like i was like i know what that is yeah <laughs> it was, it was that bad was, yeah oh no yeah i mean it was there was no i i yeah it it was really cool at laguna because um the driver side door was right on pit wall so i didn't have to run around the car for the driver change which was really helpful that day <laughs> um so yeah, I mean, I do. I know it's dumb. Absolutely. Can I stop? Absolutely not. Like I'm literally trying to design something for my leg. I I have, I I enjoy uh, the the martial arts so much that um, I, I'm I'm like I can't even like it's inevitable that stuff like this is going to happen. Yeah, it just is what it is. I know, and I've got a, I've got a clause in my contract where if I can't race because I've done something dumb like this, then then uh, they've John's got the right to fire me, and uh, and you know, and I'm and then I'm out. And uh, well, that was my question. Yeah. I mean, I, obviously, I'm a big fan of Potter, but uh, he's never been known to stop you from doing it. But he can absolutely use that against you, as he should. He, um, yeah. If, if you're he, out. He, like, how was he when you showed up on Thursday morning? He. As long as I could do my job, uh, uh, he was fine. And you know, we were we were we were quick, so that was, it was a good. I, re- I really yeah. needed to be quick that weekend. <laughs> this um, time, I really tried. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we had, we had 
and we had just come off a really good event at, at uh, Road Atlanta where, where I had some quick laps and we had a good run at the end to get a podium. So I needed to keep kind of that, that thing going to show like, hey, yeah, yeah, I'm limping, but we're good. You know, it's not a thing. And in reality, in the car, once the adrenaline comes up, it doesn't bother me at all. Like I literally barely think about it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I certainly – you certainly don't want to be doing something where you are, where your concentration is off on that. And uh, sure, that's, that's probably, uh, you know, it might potentially hinder me from getting a job in the future or keeping a job in the future or whatever. But um, so, yeah, Potter, yeah. I would argue, is a pretty good dude about all this. But if you, He's great. if Potter wasn't in the picture and you were working for somebody else, like let's, you know, let's say you're working for Mike Schenk. Um, and would if he put in a, con, a clause that said no more of this stuff, would you do it? No. Um, I mean, I, I when I worked for Shank, I broke my pinky finger. <laughs> I literally stuck the bone right through the back of my fingernail. I had to tape the tape the thing off for uh, for one of the races. Uh, and uh, it wait, is this the thing yeah, I think it no. was? Was this the golfing thing? No, the golf. no, that was Daytona. Oh right. no. Yeah, okay. <laughs> was that, oh, that, was that, that story right? out there? That was the end of 2016. We, we yeah. drove we drove to the roar the next day. <laughs> what? Was that That was no, no was it happened in 20 I remember it happened in 2016 because yeah, it was like it was, the ultimate way to end 2016 which at the time was considered a bad year. <laughs> yeah. It was actually yeah, right? Remember that it was like 2016, 2016. how could we get any worse? That was adorable. Yeah. 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 Because, yeah. like, three movie stars died. Prince died. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, no, no, that was Spencer's birthday. So it was yeah. December, yeah. late, late December. Yeah, yeah, so it was about a week before the roar. <laughs> I thought we left the next day, but it was really soon. Yeah. It was really because yeah, we were in the hospital until, like, 2 o'clock. Yeah. Late. All right, well, we're not yeah. off the air at this point. What are we talking about? No, no, about? this – Yeah, this is going oh. in. <laughs> this was just – this was this... purely innocent and the, one of the dumbest things I've ever done. yeah. And I was sober. You guys were yeah, all drunk. You were the you were the designated, the designated driver. driver. <laughs> all right. I was the designated driver all right, all right. and we were at Top Golf. So it's, okay, so it's Spencer's birthday. Spencer really enjoys his time out with the guys when he gets the chance. Yes. Um, yep. and uh, so you guys go to like a driving range, right? Top golf, yes. yeah. yeah. Yeah, top golf. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. And so uh, it's it's Sean Rahal, Pompelli, Lally and I. And Lally's not like a big drinker anyway, so he's like, oh, you guys, you know, have a couple beers and I'll, I'll drive us there and back and all that. So we load up in the truck, we go over there, and uh, we were there for like two, three hours, right? I mean, it was, it was, a, it was yeah, a while. Yeah. And uh, we get to the end where like, because Sean, have you ever been to Top Golf? No, not my thing. So you basically like book it for like a couple hours and the time runs out and you have the option to like extend or whatever. And they were closing, so the option wasn't there to extend anymore. So there's like six minutes left. And so like the idiots that we are, it's like speed round. And so the way you get the ball to come out of the machine is you, you wave your club head across it. And it, and and it like, like ball pops triggers out from underneath. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. it rolls out. It rolls okay, out of it. this like side dispenser, kind of close to the tee. So it'd be like a bowling alley if you were able to trigger the new ball coming. Exactly right. Yeah. And it's important to the story. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so basically, it's a speed round, and the ball only comes out like so quickly. So, 
Lally's kneeling behind the little like machine and he's waving his hand in front of it as fast as he can to get the ball to come out. And it still takes like a couple seconds each time. So he's grabbing them and storing them on the side so we can just like, you know, hit 10 of these things as fast as possible because the clock's running down uh, when the machine won't give you any more balls. And so he's waving his hand, waving his hand, waving his hand. And one finally gets away and Spence was about to swing. Oh, wait, wait. Yes. yes. So the, yeah. the other part is as it rolls down, I'm blocking it from rolling yeah. into Spencer's thing. Right. And then I put it onto a tee really quickly and then Spence hits it as fast as he can. Right. And so he's waiting for this to happen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And one gets away from you as you're putting the thing down. So you go to grab the one that's rogue right as Spencer's swinging the club. And of course, it's a driver. And the noise was like the worst sound you've ever heard into his of a, hand a golf club hitting lally square right in the fist like right into it i, I reached i reached my hand out <laughs> to a ball that got away yeah. right in front of the, the ball that i had just put on the tee right, right. that spence wasted is swinging as hard as he can yeah. in the speed round and i pretty much put my hand in i i i, I didn't pretty much i put my hand right in front of a of a golf ball on a tee before someone drove <laughs> And that was one of the worst flashes of pain I've ever had in my life. <laughs> so Lally does the the same thing I guarantee you did with the knee at jiu-jitsu. You went, I'm all right. You like grab your hand, you curl it into your stomach, and you stand and you turn and you start to walk away and you collapse. Like your knees give out. And you're like, we got to go right now to the hospital. And we're like, and we're still like, can't believe what we just saw. And you were like curling your hand and walking away. And we're like, well, that's done. We have to leave now. And as we're walking, you're like, we're going to the hospital right now. And we're like, okay. And then we get outside of the truck and you like turn to us and you're like, I'm the designated driver. <laughs> I was so mad at that You're point. so pissed. Every, they're all standing there. Two of them snuck their beers out. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. There's six yeah. of us going so to the like, hospital in my let's, truck. Let's watch you drive yourself to the ER. Exactly. And, and we'll be the peanut gallery the whole way. Yeah. So we go to the first hospital. It's like right downtown. And right the wait, city. Yeah, the wait is like astronomical like there was gunshot it's, wounds it's like, gunshot wounds yeah it's, it's the middle of, of the of a part of atlanta yeah and it's gunshot wounds and all sorts of craziness yeah and his hand is like purple at this point and like look it just looks deformed and uh it like it, it had blood blisters like all over it remember it, like yeah, yeah, it looked yeah. so <laughs> disgusting and uh we're standing there like hi this hand's like turned into a claw and they're like yeah that guy's bleeding you know, like out of his chest from getting shot. So we did the math and we're like, oh, we got to go to another hospital. So we drive all the way to Decatur. Emory. Yeah. Yeah. We go to the Emory in Decatur, which is like half an hour away, basically when you, when it's all said and done and we drive in there, there's no one there. It's a quiet little area. And we walk in and there's like these two night shift nurses. Cause it's like what, like midnight, one o'clock by this point. At least. Yeah. Yeah. And they were, they were the exact opposite of everybody at the other hospital. They loved three or four drunk guys coming in with a busted up hand. And so they're like taking photos with us and we go into the room and we're using like the scanners, like all the things you want to do at a hospital, but you know, you shouldn't do. And they were like, yeah, yeah. Use the scanner. Take the photo with that. You know, it was, it was awesome. <laughs> but, uh, you got an x-ray, no broken bones. And then Spencer was really down on himself that he's not strong enough to actually break your hand with a golf club. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's like, can't believe it didn't even so break that's it. That's how I almost missed the first 24 hours of Daytona with Hackett. Right. Well, yeah. let's say, and this is your days out from your basically debut with a new team and a new manufacturing and a factory yeah. program. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so I do. I mean, I'm look. I'm not trying to argue. I do dumb. I make poor decisions when it comes to the longevity potential of my career. But I, I, I can't stop. Should we go into the pass along? Yeah, let's just get that out of the way. Yeah. So this whole episode is just gonna be me talking about dumb stuff that yeah. I've injured myself with. Yeah. What else you got? Keep going. I don't know. <laughs> I was probably supposed to think of a pass-along question one night. Oh, no. Oh, no, no. Your email this morning was so on brand. Yeah. <laughs> My what? Your email this morning was so on brand because we, oh. we may or may not have had a side bet. Yeah. <laughs> um, and actually, the, it might change, but we're going to go ahead and, and do it the way we, we think it should go. Um, so last night, or was it two nights ago? Uh, two, nights, two nights ago, yeah. Yeah, we, uh, we did this exact same thing with – with your old boss, Michael Shank. Oh, cool. And his question. He had two two questions. For some reason, none of you idiots can add when we say, or <laughs> count when we say one question. But uh, the NASCAR period of your career, did you ever get to test any top-line equipment to A to B it? Uh, unfortunately, uh, no. And, when, and I don't want to. I don't want to take away from any of the teams that I've driven for. Um, you know, if you if, you know, trying to take a guess at what the definition of top top line is, but like I've I've oh, actually, yeah, I did. I forgot. Yeah. So, um, the year Brendan gone won at Road America, uh, he asked me to come up to VIR, and I did a quick shakedown with an RCR car there, and. Uh, we ran the short course, which is crazy because a lot of the NASCAR guys like to run the short course, apparently because yeah. they don't want to be like 210 going down into the back straight. <laughs> um, and VIR is an awesome track, um, but a stock car in the short course is um, – you could actually make that a race, but you'd, you'd need to modify the, the short course because the short course is – going that direction is a weird, a weird way. Anyway, long story short, I got to do probably 10 laps in an RCR car at VIR. Um, I, it was, I didn't get to do it on timesheets or anything like that to, to see where I would, you know, queue up to the field or anything like that. But, uh, it was cool. I got to do, uh, it was probably like, actually it was probably like 20 laps. It was probably like four or five lap runs. Just, we, we back to back some breaks and some shocks and I did just some basic setup stuff and feedback stuff with them before Brendan, uh, before Brendan got in. So it was, it was cool. It was really neat. It was, it was, it, it, you could tell it was good stuff. Uh, I, I, I couldn't put a, I couldn't put a number on, you know, the speed, how much faster, slower or whatever, but uh, it was, that was, that's the nicest stuff I've ever driven. Well, and I kind of wanted to reverse that question a little bit because when you actually did your proper episode with us in 2015, one of the stories you talked about, we actually cut out. Uh, and I, I wanted to leave it in, but we just, you know, we were yeah. trying to keep these a certain time zone. But so much good stuff. You, uh, <laughs> uh, there was no baseline where you got to put yourself in a better car, but there was a similar deal where your car was driven by another driver. And we left that story out of your 2015 story, but I feel like that story needs to be told just because of the performance. For sure. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, so it happened twice. It happened with Crafton and it happened with Reagan. Which one are you guys talking about? Dave, uh, the David, David Reagan, Reagan in Texas. Yeah. Okay, a Charlotte yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, nothing against David. He did it. He was be, being very, one, very cool because it's, it's annoying to hop out of your car. You know, he's driving the number six Roush car right. uh, at Charlotte. And uh, we had we had bought a chassis from we bought three chassis from Roush. We bought this one was, was a this was the 2011 car. TRG season. This was yes yeah. yes. Um, and one one was a Biffle car. One was an Edwards car. One was a Kenseth car. They came all totally different. Yeah. And then, you know, I was under the impression that we were on some Roush. Uh, not develop. We were on some like information sharing thing. Yeah, and basically, yeah. we, we just bought three chassis, and they all had the. They pick up points cut out of them, so we went down. <laughs> we literally brought the chassis, brought the chassis down to uh, Hodgkins, uh, right. down down the road. The guy does some like truck chassis and stuff. And we're like, yeah. I don't know, just put some basic pickup points in. Right. We, I had a, you yeah. basically yeah. bought tubing. Yeah, right. We basically bought yeah, tubing. Yeah. yeah, roll cages. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> really. That's literally what we bought because yeah. there was yeah. nothing. There was nothing Roush about that, right? Go on. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it was in a press release that basically yeah. then says Andy Lally anyway, can't so, drive Roush equipment is what that reads as. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we we were we were we didn't have engineers. We didn't have anything. We had I had a, 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 a crew chief, old school dude, uh, Doug Reichert, uh, yeah. awesome guy. But he's he's taken a, a knife to a gunfight. You know, he doesn't have. Uh, an engineer to rely on. He doesn't have seven engineers to rely on. Mid-season, we hired an engineer. Um, this was right at or around that point. Actually, it might have been right as we hired the engineer because the engineer was pretty much telling us that his setups were going to be amazing and this, that, and the other thing. And I'm driving it. And I'm going, it won't turn. It will not turn through the middle of three and four. And like, you just got to drive it in there. I'm like, if I drive it in there, I'm going to just go right up the track and in the wall. Yeah. And they're like, you know, David Reagan could do this, and I'm like, go, <laughs> could, you, could you go get David Reagan? Yeah, and um, he's he's a little taller than I am, so you know, uh, he but he was able to squeeze in the seat, and they stickered him up, and put him out there, and he did one and three quarters laps, and he drove it in, he drove it into three on the outlap, and and it drifted all the way up to like to the top lane, and then he just he. Uh, and I've got my radio on. I'm standing on the. I'm standing yeah. on the hall yeah. watching this. And he comes through the next time, and he drives it into drives it into the three the way he drives his his six car in there, yeah. and all the way up to the dust, and just misses the wall. And he literally just gets on the brakes and pulls it right in the middle lane. And yeah. he's like, "This thing is junk." And uh, so that validated at least some uh, a lot a lot of. What I I don't know why they just weren't they were it's like they're like are you sure you're turning left <laughs> I don't know what right, I don't right. Know what the deal was right but, um, um, it if I recall correctly the lap he did wasn't any faster than the lap you had done no and and you know and again not, I want to keep saying it because it's not like an you were better than David Reagan let's just talk I know. about it. No, no, and, and, and it's hard to hop in a strange car, especially if it's not good, um, and, and, and throw down a lap. But, no, I mean, I, I can't expect them to get into my car and then in, in an outlap be as, as, as good. So um, 
I'm, I'm sure he could have driven it just as fast. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we it, they, they just thought he was going to hop in and in two laps go to, to you know, half a second. Fish right. They, they were just trying to make their case. That it wasn't fired. them. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. if I recall correctly, he got the pole the next day. Uh, I, man, you can recall better than I do. I have, dude, no idea. I was really bad for you. I was, I was really <laughs> mad for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I sort of blocked some of those days out. <laughs> You're like, thanks for bringing it all up, though. <laughs> what was yeah. what was Mike's second question? It is we'll get two questions. Yeah, yeah, he can't count, and we're not going to fault him. Ohio math. Uh, did you ever get to test an IndyCar? No. Um, so the I did two. Formula Atlantic races. Uh, I did uh, uh, Road America and the Texas Street Circuit. God, what? Houston. Houston. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, actually ran top. I was in fifth at Houston, and uh, we broke our alt- our alternator belt came off, and then uh, I finished top ten at Road America. Uh, I was running barber, uh, partial barber dodge season that year, and uh, Chuck West uh, and uh, Rick Wilson. Uh, Rick is one of the original Microsoft guys from back in the day. Uh, was funding like a young driver thing where they were giving a bunch of guys a shot. Uh, so that that's the highest up on the open wheel side. I went. All this was when the Atlantic series was huge. I mean, yeah. almost every yeah. name that's around our yeah. age came out of that that series. Yeah, like the like when I was fifth at Houston, the top five. Uh, was uh, Andrew Borden, uh, Buddy Rice, Dan Weldon. Um, I had just passed Hoover Orsi, who won the championship the next year uh, for fifth. But then it's like it was like uh, Rutledge. Rutledge, David the only Rutledge. other guy known named Rutledge. David Rutledge. David Rutledge. Rocky Moran was in it back then. Uh, there was there was some good guy. Uh, Liz, was Lazaro still in it? No. <laughs> he just stopped anyway, a year it was cool. Like and then the other, the other <laughs> highest horsepower open wheel car I've ever driven was I got to drive Nelson PK's 1990 Benetton at uh, at Moroso Motorsports Park in an SCCA open lapping day for a buddy of mine named Howard Katz who lives in New York City. <laughs> um, they were having overheating issues, and he had me go down to yeah. uh, Moroso, which is uh, what's it called now, West Palm. Palm, it's Palm Beach Raceway yeah. now, um, yeah. but when it was Moroso, it was rough. So I put a donut on a Spec Racer Ford. It was, <laughs> but that car somebody. was awesome. <laughs> that was absolutely amazing. Uh, and I drove, I drove that in 2000 or 2001. So the car at the time was 10 years old. It was to me that was that, and it was an H pattern, like an old rinky dink like you know the detent to get in reverse was like kind of sloppy and you'd be like first second and you're like please go to third not first and then you like you end and reach and um yeah it was funky so yeah, <laughs> yeah that's the extent of my my open Great. wheel career my open wheel career ended in 2000 basically at the same time that i got my my last big open wheel race was at road america uh which was atlantics in 2000 and like a month later was the six hour race that was the grand am race there. And I, I got a last minute ride in um, uh, a prototype two, an LMP two or SRP, whatever the heck it was called back then. And um, 
that opened up some doors to then uh, go full-time with Archangel in 2001. And we won the 24 hour right off the bat. And that kind of solidified me in sports car racing for a while, 20 years. <laughs> I just have to add one thing. We have to find the guy that was driving that spec racer Ford that you hit in a lapping day with a formula <laughs> one car. Like, tell me that. I didn't really hit him. It was really, he was just turning in and I was squeezing into the corner. A irreplaceable but F1 I, car. I remember, I remember, I remember him coming over. He's like, I didn't even see you. <laughs> I was just waiting. Thankfully, Howard wasn't there to see the Avon scrub right, off the right, tire wall. Right. And the big circles on his big bright yellow spec racer like, I'm picturing this guy sitting at a bar right now, and he's just like, Lally. <laughs> almost almost him. got him. I, I turned in early. He, he saw it. That body panel was the last line between him and his divorce. Right, right, right. He's like, if I just had a good day. All right. Well, so originally I told you who we were going to meet with, and uh, we're still going to do that because I, I like the joke of it, um, but it's probably yeah. going to change. So um, Ryan and I were trying to start a side bet with each other, but none of ni neither of us would take the bet. Um, yeah. Our next recording was originally scheduled to be Zach Veach. Right. Now here's my my forget Zach for a second. <laughs> what what forms of racing do you pay attention to, Andy? I was literally going to just say monster trucks to to make fun, but I actually haven't even watched that for a while. I I I, I watch NASCAR. Uh, I watch the Xfinity series and I watch the Cup series, uh, and and sometimes I watch some truck races. Uh, so when you received a note from us, kind of prepping you on today's call. What was your response to the, hey, your pass-along question is going to be Zach Veach? Oh, man, you're going to do this to me? I, I don't not yeah. like the kid or anything like that. <laughs> I just don't, I don't We're know. We're not saying it. Like, I, I, yeah, sorry, Zach. <laughs> yeah, so you didn't know who Zach Veach was. I mean, so if you, like, who's if Zach you Veach? Like, I'm sure if I sat there for a minute, like, I would have figured it out. Um, <laughs> so that's a no. I mean, I couldn't pull him out of a lineup or anything. The name sounded familiar. I just don't watch. I don't watch a lot of open wheel racing at all. You know, honestly. So to be totally honest, I I clued into like two or three races this year uh, for IndyCar uh -huh. because I was rooting for Shank, and and I, I loved that story because I know he wants it so bad, and I know he's been working so hard at at trying to get that up there. And so if I, you know, I, I follow them on social, and if uh, if their guy. Uh, <laughs> We're leaving you out to hang on this yeah, one. What's, what's his name? Number sixty car. Yeah, yeah, come on. <laughs> then uh, I tune in. You're thinking of Jake, right? He's like, what's I think it's Jake. 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 State Farm. No, his name is Jake. Is it really? No. Jake Humphreys. Shut up. Yeah. It's not Jake Humphreys. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, it's Jake Jakes. No, it's not. It's not even Jake. Is it? I don't you know. You don't even know. Oh, <laughs> I watched the 60 cars. Anyway. It, his name is Harvey Jake. Jake Harvey. You're, okay, it is Jake. <laughs> Jack. It's Jack Harvey. I remember now. <laughs> Big Mike Shank fan. Huh? I'm, a, I'm a Shank fan. Uh, I, 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 I follow, do the number of the car. I follow them on social media, too. Anyway. Yeah. I don't. I don't yeah. watch a lot of that. Sure. Uh, but but I've been root, I've been rooting Harvey on, and I've been rooting Shank on, and and it's it's cool to see that. Uh, you know, but um, I don't know. I, I sort of, I, I sort of turned away from the open wheel stuff a while ago. I got a little bit 
for for more than one reason uh, all over the board just wasn't it plus and then just uh, bandwidth I'm, I don't have a lot as it is and and it's some of it most of it doesn't involve auto racing so I don't even watch my own races after the races I haven't recorded a single race of mine in a couple of years um, so I about to say, I don't, is that but I, I don't look at that as abnormal do most racers go back and watch if you have a good race maybe you want to go see the highlights to see like I used to do that I sure I would record them and if I had a good race I would go back and I'd look at the highlights you know see if I got any good airtime on this pass or whatever um, I haven't done that in a while and and, and in reality I, I um, yeah I just it's not that it's not interesting. It's just that I've got X amount of bandwidth, and I'm usually spending it outside. Well, you're at a point where you're not going to learn from it per se, right? And honestly, if I'm home and I have free time, I'm I'm either skating or I'm fighting. <laughs> it's one of those one of those things. I'm not sitting down in front of the. This is the most doing this rehab and being stuck in my living room doing these exercises, and on this machine is the most TV I've ever watched, and. It's never on a sports channel. I'm sitting watching the stock market and, and playing on and, and, and uh, just learning what I can. If I'm watching TV, it's usually to learn or laugh. So I'm watching either like Big Mouth or other comedies on Netflix or I'm watching financial channels. Or Dinner with Racers on Amazon Prime, available now. Or did, yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. the, the uh, Brick, Brickyard Empire was awesome. I actually really didn't think I was going to like that. Um, because I didn't, I didn't like the, I don't like the, like the beginning story with what's his face. I didn't like, that wasn't, you know, that wasn't intriguing to me, but you, you wound it into the story of Indy and made it really cool. And it like literally five minutes in, I'm like, I don't know about this one. And I watched for another five minutes and then I was hooked. And then all of a sudden it was over because it went so fast. Uh, but that was great. That was definitely a different outcome than I thought it was going to be. And the, the behind the scenes stuff with the family uh, and then the car at the, at the brickyard was really cool. Umbrella Jake was his name. Umbrella. J- what? <laughs> oh, another Jake. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. The umbrella at the end of the bar. Was it really umbrella Jake? <laughs> no. no. What was his nickname? It was the umbrella something, Mike. right? Mike. Yeah. yeah. Umbrella, umbrella Mike. Mike. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so if you're going to have a question for Zach Veach. <laughs> hey, you've never heard of. You've never heard of. What would it be? I haven't never heard of him. I just don't remember <laughs> anything about any of the open wheel stuff. Um, uh-huh. My question for Mr. Veach would be, I did hear recently that he tested a, uh, a GTD car at Daytona, and uh, it would be cool if uh, – uh, if he was making the transition from open wheel, what was the trickiest thing to get used to jumping from a lightweight, high grip, low CG race car to uh, the GTD car? So things have changed since we told you that. Um, it's now looking like we will probably hook up with Ricky Taylor tomorrow. Oh. And remember, these are catch ups. Yeah, yeah. So, like, same year that we did with you in 2015, we did with Ricky and Jordan. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so the the objective here is to look at okay, what's changed with for which for Ricky? If you think about the last five years, has been a lot. Am I supposed to ask Ricky a question now? So, it, yeah, any question you want of Ricky Taylor. Oh. My question for Ricky would be: leaving WTR, which is uh, obviously a super high level team, 
uh, and runs a very clean, very professional operation, but then going to the most prestigious and probably most professionally run auto racing operation in the history of auto racing operations, um, heading back to WTR, what are some of the things that the captain has taught you, instilled? What have you learned from that work ethic that is any different from WTR? Do you think you'll implement some of that practice or help implement some of that practice among the team, whether it be uh, in any aspect from, from engineering to driver debriefs to uh, any sort of pre or post race walkthrough practice goals, uh, anything. So uh, you and I obviously have a history based around a certain race team, Archangel mm-hmm. Motorsports. That's how yeah. we met. And one of the things we've been trying to do with this series of episodes is kind of do like a recap, a look back. And you have this really cool full circle story to be rejoining Mike Johnson and Archangel Motorsports. I do. And uh, this is pretty neat. And so my first full-time team in professional sports car racing at this level was Archangel Motorsports in 2001. And I ran the full season in Grand Am the Grand Am Rolex series with my first uh, race that season being the uh, 2001 24 hours of Daytona. That was only going to be my second ever uh, Grand Am Rolex series race. And uh, I'd done one race at Road America the year before with a different team. Uh, But uh, we took the number 21 and we won the 24 hours of Daytona that year. And then with that number 21, we won the championship as well. And then 20 years later in 2021 is going to be the first time that I reunite with Archangel Motorsports uh, and Mike Johnson for, for uh, an attempted full season run again. And uh, we've been buddies. Uh, we've been, I was his best man at his wedding. Uh, uh, he really helped me a lot in that 2001 season. Uh, he, he really hustled to find sponsorship, to find uh, teammates for me, to find all sorts of stuff just did a ton to help deliver that championship for me. Just to kind of set up the background on Mike a little bit, because Archangel and Mike are kind of the same thing they are. Uh, in terms of the, the brand and the name. So Mike comes from a racing family, his dad, Duke, uh, big time lover of motorsports and cars in general, correct? Um, that transferred over to Mike. Mike himself was a driver, did some European racing, was on a reality show doing it, all that kind of stuff back in the 90s. And so between driving and then getting more into the team management role, Mike, his name has come up a lot on our podcast, but he is a just a general fixture of the sports car scene for the last couple of decades uh, between his role as team manager and some teams driving, recruitment, whatever it is. Uh, and he is the smartest guy in any room if you ask him. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and most of the time he's right. Uh, he, he's a very intelligent guy. He's He is... Among, man, I don't want to offend anybody because I'm going to leave a couple guys out here, but there, there are some traits that you need to have in order to be a really good top-notch team owner. Like narcissism? Uh, that's probably in there unintentionally, but, um, like, but, but funny enough, like OCD um, is, is one of them. And like, Mike is like that. He's, he's got a 
this has got to be like this and it's this way and this is how you do it. And, and because it bugs him if stuff is out of place, that keeps him kind of helping keep everybody in line. Um, Mike Shank is another guy like that. I know his name keeps coming up this episode, but like he, he it's another guy like that. He, he, you walk through his shop, it's immaculate. It is absolutely one of the just best run places there is. And you know, when you've got that little bit of OCD in your personality, it's not just putting stuff in line and having it look perfect. It's having your guys do something a very specific way. And there's, there's definitely a regimented um, practice needed to, to, to rinse and repeat all of these procedures over and over and over again and not get them wrong. And when, when it bugs you so much, when it's not right, it helps instill that in everybody else that, man, this is the way we, we've got to do it. So I'm, I'm very much this year looking forward to, uh, to seeing what Mike has evolved into as a team owner. You know, I've, you know, I stay friends with him and talk to him all the time, but haven't directly worked with him. Well, I was going to say is where I was trying to go was exactly that was your relationship with Mike is, I would argue he's one of your closest friends in the paddock. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, just to give some perspective on your relationship with Mike, um, you have won six Rolexes, five. Uh, I, I've, I've, I've got eight Rolexes, but five of them are okay. from the 24 hour race. Three of them are from the championships. Okay, so you have eight Rolexes in total, and I believe you've only kept one. Right. And so you've given all these other Rolexes to people that played a big part in your in your life. So your parents, your buddy Walter, who was a huge part of, of your racing growing up. But Mike is also one of those people because he helped start your career. Mike actually got, in 2012, we won the 50th annual Rolex 24. Uh, and there was a special engraving on the back. There's a special engraving on all the backs of them. But um, Mike was very much responsible for for really me being able to get that championship. We won the 20, I got two Rolexes that year. I worked for him. Uh, you know, we won, we won the, we won the, the 24 hour race and then I won the championship and uh, you win the championship back when it was the Rolex Grand Am series. Uh, you got a, 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 a stainless and gold band on a, on a stainless head and uh, it was a gorgeous watch. And uh, right. I remember at the time he was like, he's like, Hey, I get one of those. I was like, man, I mean, there's family members that I really need to give this to. Like I went more, I'm going to give this to you. And uh, so I had given them away to that point. Uh, and it was only right that, that, that he finally got one. It ended up having to be a, having to be a, a really important one, the 50th one. So that was, that was cool. Uh, I, I think he appreciated it, and uh, but yeah, he absolutely deserved it because he really did. I mean, not uh, not just as a great team owner, but it, he he stuck his neck on the line and he, he risked a lot financially as he was trying to put stuff together so that I could stay in the car that year. Because we we had a teammate, I had a te he found a teammate for me that was paying for everything, going to be my teammate, and the guy bailed out about halfway through the year, uh, <laughs> just disappeared up to disappeared. Canada. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, in racing. Yeah, surprise in auto racing, <clears throat> and he was he cut deals here and there for to find sponsorship and to find uh, other funded drivers to partner with me, and so we could keep driving. I think I had five teammates that year. It, it made a big deal. It, it got me a test with Dyson Racing. It got me a lot of acknowledgement throughout the uh, throughout the sports car community. I mean, even the house that your first house that you bought that your mom now lives in. I mean, that was Mike's house that you bought. It was actually when, when I moved from New York to um, New York to Atlanta and 
I convinced Pompelli <laughs> to move with me. And he wanted to go to Daytona Beach. And I convinced him to try Atlanta. Long story short, we tried Atlanta. Uh, I fell in love with the house. I was renting the house from Mike. I fell in love with the house. Mike was trying to sell the house. I ended up buying the house. Uh, Spence, who wanted to go to Daytona, ended up meeting his wife at a keg party at a front house in Athens uh, a few months later. And uh, we're still here 17 years later. So uh, Mike moved away from Archangel, I mean, almost 20 years ago uh, and was just sort of a kind of a sole contractor working for different teams. He had some other businesses that he started up in St. Louis. Um, and then in the last couple of years, he decided to get Archangel going up again. And so uh, Archangel has run some teams in the Challenge Series. And then this year, Mike and John Potter decided to unite for 2021. And so the Magnus team, which you're still driving for, is going to be aligned with, with Mike's program. Yes, officially it'll be called Magnus with Archangel. Okay. <laughs> and that's... Good story. Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. I wasn't sure if you were, Way to conclude. Was, and not a high. Yeah, it'll be, I didn't. I was just trying to help you with facts that I know you can't remember. Yeah, yeah. Enough, <laughs> um, so it'll be it'll be Magnus with Archangel and uh, yep. not Magnus racing with Archangel or Magnus with Archangel racing. Right. Just there's no reason. And it's just so cool to be back with Mike Johnson. It is. It's almost like I've written your quotes it's for awesome. 10 years. And John. <laughs> and my boss. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, both of them, it, it, it'll be, they're, they both have very strong personalities. You oh, know I'm them excited. Both. I'm really excited. <laughs> and, and, and I warned them both to their face. I'm like, at some point, you guys are going to hate each other. The, uh, they've, they've already, they got into it before we even did yes. this part. Yes. I didn't think this was ever going to happen because, <laughs> because they would get into it. I don't even know. <laughs> they, they're both from St. Louis, and they both went to like yeah. rival high schools. And I don't know what the heck. It, it it's was it rival it, private this, high schools sorry yeah, yeah about to say i can tell yeah. you exactly what yeah. that is and i think ryan's hitting it on the head i have no idea but apparently they they like to talk to each other about um their their high schools and their where they grew up all right so you were our first episode that we posted with dinner with racers and that was about five years ago so what would five years ago andy lally say to you today Oh, boy, that was right before quite a whirlwind of years there. Um, yeah. That was uh, – You were closing out the Porsche thing. Yeah. I think I think the best advice I could have told myself was uh, uh, buy a bunch of Apple and Tesla. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Outside of that, I, I, I really can't complain. I, I, you know, if – you know, five years ago, I just turned 40 and, you know, you, there's not a lot of guys that go through, um, that many more years past 40. And, uh, you know, you have to stay fast. You have to win races. Uh, that was the end of 2015, which was a tough year. We got the Audi. We won straight away. We won our next race at the 24 hours of Daytona. Had another dominant win at Lime Rock that year. And then in 17 went on to win the six hours of the Glen and uh win detroit and uh everything else has sucked <laughs> after that <laughs> but uh, you know we've had some some close uh, we've, we've had a podium at the 12 hours of sebring a podium at the 24 hours of uh at the 24 hours of daytona uh and a bunch of close calls and and second place finishes and uh, a podium at petit Le Mans as well so i mean we've 
podium or one in most of the big events in the uh, uh, in all of the big four in in this country. So I can't complain. Um, I, uh, I I'm pretty fortunate to still have uh, a pretty solid career in, in in car racing, and that's both uh, being able to be a full time uh, IMSA WeatherTech driver as well as a part time NASCAR guy. So uh, the, you're, you're running with Magnus again with Archangel, as we just discussed, and you're running the Acura NSX. That's all been announced. Uh, but there's also more road course races on the NASCAR schedule in 2021 than I think there's ever been. Um, is, is that Does that give you any hope? It does. And um, so I haven't officially said it, so I'll say it here. When does this air? Like in a week. All right, that's cool. Less. No, like, we're like good. Five, four yeah. or five days. Right. So don't, don't say anything. I, I, I can't. Yeah. I can't tell you who I'm doing it with, but I'll tell you I'm going to do the Daytona Road Course, which is going to be the second race of the year uh, in Xfinity. They have uh, moved the California dates or canceled the California date uh, for the trucks Xfinity and Cup, and uh, I've got an Xfinity ride for the uh, the Daytona Road Course. I'm I'm trying to have it become a multi-race deal um uh, but uh I, I can't give you any more details or hints than that at the moment because i have zero permission to do that right now uh but uh figure i'd break it here first and uh, everybody else on uh on the interwebs can can take a guess speaking of daytona road course and stock cars you were part of the debut of the daytona road course for uh, the xfinity series and in imsa um You've had a lot of uh, on-track path crossings uh, with Earl Bamber <laughs> um, and a few off-track path crossings that Aaron Siegel and I may or may not have had to uh, stay away from. Uh, you sure that was Earl and not Tandy? I'm pretty sure it was Earl. Okay, you, you'd be more of sure all, than I Of all people, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, when you and Earl were in the same class for a change in the, uh, in the Xfinity cars and he was behind you, was there any satisfaction in that? Um, I mean, I never take satisfaction in seeing people crashing, but we had a good scrap on track. Um, and, uh, it, it was cool. We, we, after a restart, <clears throat> uh, a couple laps in or something like that, uh, it was so again this is his first stock car race and these are uh, i mean i know he's a factory porsche guy and he's won races all over the planet and stuff like that but these are not easy cars to drive and um i could tell that he was struggling a little bit with braking so it was uh uh i picked a place that was going to be the hardest uh to struggle in the braking but i had a good challenge and we had a good crisscross under each other and i was able to make the pass so that was that was pretty cool but he i think he did a great job for his for his first time in, in one of these cars um i don't get to do it all the time i get to do it once or twice a year uh and it's a struggle to get into that but to to have it be your first time ever in the car uh i think he did a great job uh i didn't i didn't you know i don't want to he had he had a, an incident at the end that took him out of the race uh you know i don't want to see that but um but it's 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 definitely it's it's fun when a lot of the guys that are uh, coming from different areas may jump into a into a seat like that and 
uh, and not realize how big of a challenge it's going to be and how difficult those cars are going to be to drive, which just makes it all that much more fun for me. That's why I love those cars is because it is just a handful uh, the entire time, which uh, the more hustle you put on into it, the more, more you get out of it. All right. So you were our very first episode ever five years and a bunch of episodes and TV shows and whatnot have gone past since then has it's a self-serving question, but has dinner with racers done anything for you? Um, Oh, absolutely. I think, uh, uh, to be totally honest, you guys have done so much and, and to bring this original idea along that, you know, when we first started talking about it way back, way before the first episode, and it was just a thought in your guys' mind. Uh, and I remember thinking, man, that's going to be a lot of work. <laughs> um, and that'll stop us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, it's, it's one of those things where like, I, I'm like, man, that's a cool idea. I don't know how many people are going to be into it. Um, you're going to have to work hard to pull it off. Well, you know, you can't, you can't half-ass this, something like this. And, and you guys put so many hours into this and then Sean, I know you're edit the heck out of these things. And, uh, and it's, and it's try for anybody at home, you try to, Try to be friends with Sean Heckman from like <laughs> October fifteenth until <laughs> January first, and he just can't. Like he literally sleeps in his studio, yeah. and he like sleep. I say sleeps in his studio, like not for like a day. Like there'll be like there'll be weeks that go by that he literally just has food delivered to the place, and then he sleeps on the couch in between an upload. And he'll do that forever because he gets you guys go around the country and you collect all this video and then all this audio. And then Sean just locks himself away for like two months and then goes crazy until this stuff comes out. Like you, you're thrashing like two nights before Thanksgiving to get a ton of stuff out. And then you're thrashing right before Christmas or the holidays to get the rest of the other stuff out. And uh, I, I, I think, well, I think are, the thing that impresses me about myself is that I'm really pleasant. Yeah, yeah, you're in your during pleasant. all that is no. how I how I'm friendly. Actually, the thing is, the thing is, Sean isn't not pleasant. He's just sick of everything in the planet, <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like you're like, man, if I if if I could be in California, I just I bring you I bring you food and a hug, and, <laughs> like a blanket, and like a slip like some <laughs> melatonin into whatever your food was just so you could go to bed. But um, you, you guys have done an amazing job with it. And, and, and I couldn't like, I, I don't think, um, I, I don't think anybody else could have done that. And uh, so it's very cool to be episode one of that. So self-serving wise, yeah, uh, like it's cool. We, for we weren't looking for praise as much as like, has anything changed? For yeah. you? Do you get approached yeah. more? <laughs> Honestly, people still like people will burp. Like, How's my burp? <laughs> because that was like my word yeah. of the day, or whatever. I can't yeah. remember what that yeah. one word to describe it. And I let out a really right. weak burp for me, anyway. But um, forgot about that. <laughs> or, or they'll bring up those stories all the, I, all the time. People reference stuff from a from a podcast from five years ago. The Kevin Doran thing comes up a lot. 
Uh, all the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't be bitter thing comes up. All yeah. people will tell me, man, I use that don't be bitter thing all the time, and that was a good lesson, and this, that, and the other thing. So, um, a lot of people learned about me, which was really cool, and so you know, it 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 enhanced a little bit of my street value, I think, and and that's that's something I appreciate, and uh, it was cool, and definitely an honor to be episode one of uh, seven thousand episodes of Dinner with Racers. So, uh, just curious. Not a loaded question. Do you know who Oliver Askew is? Yeah. I've sponsored Oliver Askew. Because he's a Team so USA I, kid. Yeah. I, I, knew I was really because, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was really curious if you were going to remember it because like it would have been in your mail. <laughs> you yeah. Know I mean? like I, so I, I've got a, I've got a every, every year. So in, in 1999, I was part of Jeremy Shaw's Team USA uh, scholarship program. And uh, – that was uh, myself, Paul Edwards, and uh, Jeff Simmons that year. And it was an amazing trip to race in the Formula Palmer Audi Winter Series uh, over in England. We did uh, two races at Snetterton and uh, two races at Brands Hatch. I learned a lot. Uh, I went up against uh, uh, some really good guys. It was a really cool experience. And Jeremy Shaw works his butt off uh, for no money to promote young American up and coming drivers. And so uh, when I started making a uh, decent enough salary um, on the sports car side uh, soon after that, and I started making uh, contributions uh, to the cause. So for about the last probably 18 years or so, I've been uh, putting money in every year to the Team USA scholarship program. And at the end of every year, and I did this too, you know, you, you send a letter or assign something to the people that sponsored the program. And I'm not putting in, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a Ganassi or a, or a Target or a whoever else that uh, is contributing to the program. Um, but, you know, I put, a, I put a little bit of money in and me and probably, I think AJ's name is always with mine on the car, uh, Dinger. Uh, and a and a few other guys that still you know appreciate Jeremy's work and and uh, are in a position where they can put a little bit of money in every year and so I get a signed autograph thing usually every year from from those guys and uh, it's I have a pretty cool collection of of, of, uh, of autographs from a little like signed thank yous from like Joseph Newgarden and yeah I've got I've got yeah. I think Newgarden and Daly were in that same year so i've got a picture yeah. of the two of them and to be clear these signed. are like these are like 17 year old versions of these kids yeah yeah i've been yeah. so like literally i've been putting money in longer than the kid that won it this year is alive <laughs> 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 so right. you're like for six dollars a day <laughs> you can feed a team usa scholarship you can send a team usa scholar <laughs> to England. Uh, it's right about six dollars a day, actually. Yeah. <laughs> that's the video. That's that's that's. It, the, it's just like it's Sarah McLaughlin. Yeah, music. right. It's like <laughs> a really like zooming in. Yeah, really sad Joseph yeah. Newgarden sitting on a helmet, just in the rain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> shivering. Uh, did you know that Oliver Askew is silver? <laughs> that's ridiculous. <laughs> like an IndyCar driver. What is Zach Beach yeah. going to be? We think he's gold. Oh, okay. I thought he was silver. Yeah, I think he's gold. It, ask you. Wait, how is he? He. Hold on. Let, yeah, now, I, 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 I'm, now I'm confused again. So Zach Veach 
Do you need an FIA license to race in cars? I don't think so. I think that's why they're all silver. You just have to know Stephanie Johansson. There's a video right, about this. Right. Um, like Santino Ferrucci's definitely silver. Are you kidding? Right, but my point is no. like, yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. But my point is like, so if Zach Veach is gold, why is Veach gold but Askew silver? Like, that's that's the part that I'm very confused by. Like they they both could perform. They both proven they <laughs> You're could perform. A pinnacle race car driver in You're, North America. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Wow. <sighs> yeah. Maybe, maybe Catherine should go back to racing in any cars and she can get downgraded right. to silver. <laughs> It's sad, but it's funny, and, and then it's sad again. And then it's your it's your income gone. <laughs> yeah, it's only your livelihood. That's yeah. early retirement. Ryan, what do you think about the the topic that's come up several times this year? Uh, Speaking of Catherine. Oh yeah, it's on my list. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna read I'm gonna read my note, and then see what Andy's reaction is. So I've got like in no no particular order, but it's like. Recent knee surgery, Oliver Askew, and then Ben Keating and the look-alike. What does Ben Keating look like? No, Ben Keating and, and the look-alike. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I vaguely remember this. I couldn't, I couldn't put on exactly what he said, but um, I, I honestly don't remember enough of the thing with with him and Cat and, and that that whole thing uh but yeah whatever all right wait wait till the hissy fit he's gonna have when he finds out oliver askew's silver <laughs> <laughs> well here's the thing askew's driving for bill riley because of course bill found the indy car driving that silver yeah well, wait is he in ben's is no is ben in the lmp3 p3 car. ben's doing p2 and gt oh right right yeah, right yeah do you have to be can you be gold in lmp3 they, I think they get one or something. I think you're allowed one. Like for the, but it doesn't it's matter because like the same not. rules as GTD, as far as I know. Almost. I think there's a mandatory. Okay, so you can have oh, you, you can, can have a, a gold. You can have like a, John and I could do it if yeah, we ever yeah, wanted. Yeah, 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 yeah. Copy. Is John bronze? Yeah. Yes. Okay, because you can't uh, have a silver over thirty. Right. Yeah. Because that makes sense. You can have, so you can have a bronze or a silver under yeah. thirty. Yeah. So in other words, you can have John Potter or Ben Keating. But you, or you could have sneaky GP2 kid. Right. Yeah, what super silver uh, is under 30 other than Spence? Any kid out of your I mean, over 30 GP2 other than Spence. or yeah. Spencer, Marco, Seafried. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is Marco still yeah. silver? I thought, I thought he was thought gold he got, now. Yeah. yeah, he got put back to gold. Oh, did he get bumped? Up? So it's okay. I don't, I don't okay. So, so it's just Spencer and Jan Hill. <laughs> Either way. <laughs> so back to important. Really yeah, sorry, we went off topic there. I don't even do you, know what the topic was. Okay, yeah, let's just let's just address this one thing. Do you look like Catherine's fiance? I don't think so. Bullshit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sean, do you know the story about trivia? I do. <laughs> but why don't you tell me, Ryan? Let's pretend like I don't. So the story is still good. We're at trivia. Zach, Catherine's fiance, who's awesome. We like him a lot. He. Shows up to trivia with Catherine. He's wearing a red Volcom shirt that's like maroon. And uh, so wait, hold on. He was wearing like a skater kind of t-shirt, right? Like a reddish maroon skater t-shirt. It's summer. Okay. It's, you wait. Know. Okay. Was I there? Hang on. Hold on. And how old is Zach? 
That I don't know. I, I'm assuming, but he's around my age, Andy's age. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so we've been going to the same trivia for like seems like ten years now. We know the host very well. His name's Josh. He comes to like our barbecues and stuff, like holidays. He's uh-huh. oh, he, like he's a friend of ours now. Right. So point being, he knows Andy pretty well. Sure. And he shows up. <laughs> Catherine and Zach show up to trivia. They sit right across, you know, at the end of the table, and uh, Andy's not there yet. <clears throat> uh-huh. And Josh walks up, and Andy hadn't been to trivia in, like, forever. And so he's like, hey, everybody. And he sees Zach, who he does not know at all. And he goes, oh, hey, man, good to see you. And then realizes it's not Andy and goes, oh, sorry. And I had already that night said something to Catherine. I was like, man, they look exactly the same. And she's like, no, they don't. So then Josh walks up, and he's like, hey, man, how you doing? Oh, sorry. Thought you were someone else. I never heard that. That's funny. A minute later, you show up and you're wearing the exact same color Vans t-shirt instead of Volcom. (laughs) It was like amazing. So then John Fisher, who's a good friend of ours, is sitting next to me. He pulls up that Spider-Man meme where the two Spider-Mans are pointing at each other. (laughs) (laughs) So I text it to Kat and she just sends back like, just like. (laughs) All right, we might look a little bit alike. Actually, the funniest story I have about that is that Potter and I are doing the track walk at Watkins Glen for the six hour uh, two years ago. And I come walking out of the toe. And sometimes when you're doing the track walk, there are still fans that are setting up camping or whatever. And it's just Potter and I, and we come out of the toe. And someone from the top, and every once in a while, you get a fan scream like, hey, man, you yeah, got go yeah. Magnus Racing or yeah. go whatever, go John, yeah, yeah. go Andy, whatever. And wave, and I, I can never see anybody from like 200 yards away or recognize Andy who it is. Like, for life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, Corvette. And I'm come, walking out of the toe, and someone goes, Lally? And I wave. I'm like, what's up, guys? And I go, they go, you just walked by. <laughs> 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 and I'm like, was I with Catherine? <laughs> Yeah, you were with Catherine. Yeah. Poor Zach was walking through earlier, and the guy was probably like, "Yo, Lally!" He's like, "He was." You know it. You know it. It's like, damn it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Zach and I are golf buddies. He's an dude. He's he's a a scratch golfer. He's like a professional golfer. Yeah. Yeah. He's annoying. Good good dude. (laughs) Yeah. Good people. Good dude. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Continental's got the I something. Yeah. Well, that's Continental it. tire. Con- Continental would have the check if there was a dinner involved. So, like, Continental owes you dinner. Meow, 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 meow. I'm finished. Oh, man. Yo, I feel like the champion. Oh, man. Yo, I feel like the champion. Oh, man. I make sure they know me now, know me now, know me now. And I pray they never forget me and made it beat cause they let me made a lane and I play the game. I couldn't stay the same, I had to change up, get my change up before I lost my brain. Belly of the beast, no peace. Think I need a breeze. Somebody pray for me, cause my sanity is out of reach. Going insane, I see me taking over the game. Could tell it's up in my brain, but I hear them yelling my name like pain, like pain, like and now Flow. Double red lights go. We just headed to the tippy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Damn it.
I need a trophy, a medal to my name Moving lanes, my foot be on the pedal, get ahead Moving change, it's only cause I let you hold me All I know is I ain't got to pretend She put me in the top tier, how I got it in Something burning inside like I gotta win And that's what take to be a champ, I swear you not Damn it, I'm killing him